Hi everyone, you've tuned into the Simple Finance Lessons podcast, the show that brings you a few minutes of interesting and simple everyday stories and lessons from the world of money and finance. And while there is no fixed agenda, I will present to you what I hope will be some interesting and practical discussion points on a finance-related topic. And hopefully, I hope that you find these short episodes both instructional and enjoyable. And I'm your host, Faisal Hasnain. Today's episode is about accumulating wealth and how we can all become rich. So stay tuned. Now, on the recommendations of a friend, I recently read a book called The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clayson. This book was initially released in 1926, and since then, there have been numerous editions printed. It's a quick and easy read of about 100 pages, so one can get through it fairly quickly. And it's about the principles of how to set about accumulating wealth. And those lessons are told as a story. Now, the scene is set in ancient Babylon, a city that at the time was the leading city in the world and it was full of wealth and splendor. What the book tells you is that the principles of building up your wealth have not changed over the years and what was relevant 6,000 years ago in a place such as Babylon is still as relevant today in, in London or New York. The story features a man named Arkad who is the richest man in Babylon. He tells us about his life and how he became rich after starting out with nothing in his pockets except his will and desire to eventually become wealthy. That, he says, is a very important desire that one must have in order to remain focused on the task at hand and that one and only task is to eventually become wealthy and that all the roads that you follow must be with the intent of becoming wealthy. First and foremost, the book says that we must realize that similar to the slaves in ancient Babylon, today some of us are still slaves and we continue to think and act like slaves, not obviously in the in the traditional sense, of course, but in the same manner of speaking. Those of us who have a job and work for others are slaves to our jobs and to our employers. In return for slaving away for them, they will give us money for us to buy the necessities of life and to feed ourselves and our families. But remember, the only reason that they are paying us is because we are giving them much, much more value than what they are paying us. So there we are, slaving away at our jobs to earn our monthly salary and that from that salary as a priority, we have to first pay many others that provide us our infrastructure and our necessary expenses, such as our rent, utilities, our car, transportation, our food and groceries, school fees for our kids, clothes, internet access, cable TV, mobile phones, medical expenses, da 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 da. 
even after which there are many other expenses, some of which are obviously discretionary, such as movies and entertainment and holidays. So, when do you pay yourself for all your efforts? At the end of what is left over, or maybe not even at all, if you're breaking even, or perhaps even spending more than you earn. So one has to stop being a slave and start trying to be a free man, free of debts, free of financial problems, free of the struggles that lack of money brings, free to enjoy the fruits that this world has to offer. So to start you on your road to becoming a rich and free man, Mr. Arkad has seven lessons for you. His lesson number one is to pay yourself first a fixed amount of not less than 10% of your income each month and to do that at the outset each month. 10% is the suggested number but you should pay yourself the maximum amount that you possibly can and pay yourself before you start paying the rest of the world which means that you will now have to manage your expenses with 90% of your income and which brings us to lesson number two. Lesson number two is to control your expenses. Learn to live on less than what you earn. Once you start practicing this, you will realize that you may be able to cut back your day-to-day -day costs by quite a large amount. When planning to become wealthy, equally as important as your income are your expenses, perhaps even more so. So you need to control these and remember that unlike income, you do have control over your expenses. Make a list of your expenses and see what you can do without. Differentiate between necessary expenses, expenses and mere desires. Between your needs and your wants, you will be surprised at how much you can do without and not really feel it. Lesson number three is to make your savings multiply. Make that 10% multiply. Put your hard-earned 10% to work for you and make it grow. Your money works for you 24-7 and it doesn't stop working at night or take time off to go on holidays. Your monthly savings, wisely invested, will cause your money to grow exponentially and will build up your passive income which should always again be reinvested. Money is a seed that if planted properly can give you a big tree with lots of branches and delicious fruits. In other words, a fortune. You must understand and exploit the power of compound interest. Lesson number four is to look after your money carefully and guard it from loss by controlling where you are investing. Invest in places and things that you have researched and know about. Never invest in what you don't understand. That can be a recipe for disaster. For example, don't invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies if you don't understand them. Increase your investment knowledge by reading, consulting with others and learning about the many different ways to invest. Don't invest in depreciating assets and spread your risk. Protect your principle and avoid get-rich-quick schemes. 
Building wealth is a slow and steady process that requires discipline. And a small safe return is better than high paying risky ventures. But if you want to take some risk with part of your savings, then that is also fine. But you must understand the risks that you are taking and then take a carefully calculated risk. Avoid gambling and don't get caught up in the fantastic plans of impractical people and don't listen to people who have a vested interest in your investments. Lesson number five is to try and own your own home. Stop paying rent and enriching others. See if you can get a reasonable mortgage and repay that mortgage from the 90% expenses that are left over, not from your 10% monthly savings. Lesson number six is to ensure a future income. Ensure your future income and the future of your family for the time that will come eventually to all of us when we are no longer able to work. At this time, you will need to turn to your financial assets and your income generating assets, such as the rental income from your properties, properties that you own or your investments in a portfolio of stocks and bonds. Look at taking out life insurance as well to support your family financially for when you are not there. Lesson number seven is to increase your ability to earn more. To do this, you will have to work hard to get that promotion or work hard to increase the income from whatever business that you are in. And your increased earnings will increase your savings and investments as long as you don't increase your expenses. So in a nutshell, those were the seven main financial lessons from Mr. Arkad, the richest man in Babylon. And all of them make sense. To be honest, none of this is new, but it does reawaken and reinforce our thought process towards financial management and financial freedom. The book has many other interesting lessons of which I will mention too, namely that if you have debts, then you should face your debts and develop a workable strategy to pay them off. The book suggests that if you have debts, then you should save and invest 10%, pay off your debts with 20% and then have 70% remaining to spend on your living expenses. But also remember that debts and borrowing money is fine, but only as long as you can put that borrowed money to good use, such as buying your home. And you must have the capacity to repay the loans back as per the loan repayment schedule. Secondly, everyone needs a bit of luck to succeed, but rather than wait for luck to come to you, you need to create your own luck and opportunities. These will come to you when you are striving hard and are a man or woman of action. People of action are pleasing to the goddess of opportunity and good luck, and she will respond and help you. This is something that I also personally believe in. Fortune does favor the brave. So to summarize, in a nutshell, what Mr. Arkad is trying to do is to help us to get away from having the soul of a slave and to developing the soul of a free man. 
to act like a free man and to succeed like one. Okay? So that's all for today, folks. Thank you for listening and I hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, then please subscribe to get access to previous episodes and to receive future episodes automatically. And if you can share this podcast with a friend, that would be fantastic. You can also email me comments and suggestions at simplefinancelessons at gmail.com. As always, take care and have a wonderful day. This is Faisal signing out.